If you're getting this message, it means we were successful once again in getting past the jammers and are now broadcasting on pirate radio from the free state of Texas. Stand by for more critical information to follow. Many Bothans died getting this message. I guess we're live, huh? Finally. I think so. I hope so. You know, with Windows, and I'm sorry, Gabe, I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna get right into it today because. I'm I'm pissed off already. Just trying to set up and get going on this thing. Windows updated and made it insanely user not friendly. And (laughs) it decided my microphone wasn't good enough anymore. And I couldn't find just where a basic function of the microphone was to get it working and wasted. It seemed like half an hour. I don't know. I'm, I'm so mad. I, I, I hate it. I hate it. Is it really, is it Windows 11 or? Is I, it just I have no idea. I got a search bar with like a flower thing in it that says World <laughs> Vegetarian Day, which don't care about that. They finally took off that stupid little ticker where anytime my mouse just drifted in the right corner, all of a sudden it would pop up with like headlines from like People Magazine and all this crap that I don't care about. I just, I hate it. Windows is so dumb now. If it, I'm gonna nerd out, but if I could go back to like Windows 3.11, if you're old enough to remember that, that was fantastic. Uh, vaguely, it's like it, it, if you were able to, if somehow for some reason they let you open your file explorer, that's what 3.11 was. It's just gotcha. like folders, and you could just see where things were at, and it was super easy. Windows 95 was like okay, and it's just drastic downhill ever since they they're just they keep trying to copy apple with all the the weird screens and ever like making everything application based it seems like there's a reason why i hate apple and that's why (laughs) i know i i've got a mac now and it's just i've had it for i don't know six months eight months and i still just try my darndest not to use the dang thing because it's just (laughs) i can't figure out how to use it oh i have an iphone and the only reason i have it is because it was free and i definitely have gotten what i paid for because it's it's crap (laughs) i hate it i hate everything about it like everything about them is so proprietary and like they they just nickel and dime you for everything oh you want to use headphones that aren't bluetooth and like feeding your brain radio waves then like you need to buy an extra like $80 freaking thing to put in there so you can use just a, a regular pair of headphones oh yeah they're stupid little dongle adapter yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh you want to charge your phone how about you get a charger that absolutely nothing else that you own can use how about that <laughs> yeah you, you can't fight them. You just got to join them all in, I guess. That's, no, that's you don't. The way you can't I'm... fight them. You can go back to flip phones and just give the middle finger to all this crap. Yeah. I you mean, obviously, you know, listen to this podcast because it's amazing. But like everything else, <laughs> you don't you don't need technology. This is stupid. It's a waste of time. I hate everyone. <laughs> you think you could get this on like a Zoom or something? You might be able to. Yes, dude, a Zoom. Let's go. I'm glad you remember Zunes. Those were dope. 
Yeah, I had a knockoff version of a Zoom, and then I had like a Sony thing. I don't know if Zoom was Sony, but I loved the hell out of that because it was going from like a Walkman yeah. CD player to, yeah, to that. <laughs> I had uh, like simple days. <clears throat> something from like Creative Labs. I don't even remember what it was called. Thing was like a brick. It weighed, it felt like 80 pounds, but I was like, dude, I got my entire music library in here. Yeah. Thought it was so oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, I man, and the thing that I had originally also had uh FM, I think it had AM, but it AM FM radio too. Yeah, dude. So I would record songs off of the radio. That was cool. But I eventually got a iPod because I thought it was gonna be better. That's like all the cool kids had. And then I, that started my long, uh, tumultuous relationship with iTunes. Yeah. I hate iTunes. It still doesn't work to this day. I mean, it used to not work back in the day. It used to freeze and crash, and you'd have to do um, updates on a daily basis, it seemed like. And it just would never work. It still doesn't work. <laughs> I'm telling you. It, it'll still freeze or just... Oh my gosh. Uh, this, yeah, I'm with you now. Now I'm starting to get angry. Just sadly, thinking about iTunes. And- <laughs> sadly, I use iTunes. And the yeah, reason why is because I have this stupid iPhone. Oh. And I have like an extensive CD collection still, which for you kids out there was like before you could just listen to whatever you wanted on Spotify. You had to actually go and buy music. And. So I, I have a ton of it, and I want it to be able to listen to it. And it's like, well, let's put it on the phone. So I, I rip it in iTunes. I used to use Amazon Music, but then they changed their thing. So now it's like you have to like pay for their stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, like listen to it monthly like Spotify. But then um, um, like all the stuff that I bought over the years, like I can't find like in my library. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, like, I'm with you there. It'll like still give me ads. It's like I, I I purchased this music. Why are you giving me ads, dude? This is like <laughs> I own this. Like get out of here. You don't own it's, nothing anymore. Uh, you love it. Screw Schwab. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's I had I had somewhere around thirty thousand songs that I had gleaned over the years, and now I'm thinking about it right now. I don't even know where that is anymore because I switched over to. Apple Music uh, with a yearly subscription, and they give you unlimited downloads, and you can listen to as much as you want. And I, yeah, you're right. My entire library is just—I don't even know where it is, if it even exists anymore. <laughs> I got hard drives somewhere with just millions of songs. Like I don't—I don't know where they are. Mm, but yeah. Oh man, I got I got heated. I'm sorry to kick that off like mm. that. I did, I got pretty heated. I was not, that was not a good time to start. I think you're just expressing how everybody feels. At, you know, with the new at, for me, at Windows uh, 11. I like I like I said was saying I had to use that at work, and I it's it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. And I I used that for months. I had that computer for six months. And I had never figured out how to use it properly. Um, you have to go and download some freaking, what do they call it? I don't even know. I don't I don't care. To, to basically change multiple files in a folder to change their names or to resize images, you have to go and download a separate app to do that. Oh, you got to be kidding that, me. 
Yeah, they used to just come standard that you could because do that it's on a every normal, Windows computer. It's just a normal function. Yeah. It's, it should just be a normal function. Is it not even a feature? It's just this is what this operating system does. Right. But I have uh, no idea why they took is, it out. This is as bad as like XP, dude. It's oh, I think it's much worse. This is so dumb. This is absolutely dumb. I mean, they're trying. I mean, I think with the the eleven, there's some way to get to another screen where it shows all your apps on the screen. Um, so it's it's almost a carbon copy of Apple, which they're not supposed to be Apple. Apple is for a very specific group of people. Yeah, you know, hipsters, for creative types. Yeah, exactly. And white women. <laughs> hey, now I guess I'm close to that because <laughs> I've got the MacBook Air. Oh man! Yeah, but you well, don't say you, you don't sit in a Starbucks and like tap away on the keyboard, you know? No, with your it's, pumpkin spice They dumb latte. it down too. Yeah, they dumb the damn thing down because I spent twelve hundred dollars on this piece of crap, and I really wish I could just give it back. Um, it, the usability is just not there and they dumb it down. Like I was saying with, um, so if you get a Dell and you paid $1,200 for a Dell, you would think you'd be able to plug it into more than one monitor, right? <laughs> you would think <laughs> this one does not allow you to do that. And the only reason they do that is because they, they want you to buy the more expensive pro version, the MacBook pro. They also have a touch uh, you have to use your fingerprint to unlock it when you know what damn that? well my this this uh, Dell that I'm running the show on right now because my stupid Apple decided to update itself during when we were going to start. This Dell is like seven years old and it has facial recognition to open it up and it has a touch screen. It has a touch screen. This MacBook Air that's basically the, the second from the most new version doesn't have a touchscreen because they want you to buy the MacBook Pro. It's and I'm sure there's more things that I have yet to discover. But if they want you to buy the MacBook Pro, maybe they should stop pushing communism and Bidenomics so people can afford things again. You want me to right. spend you know whatever two grand on a freaking computer just so I can use it? <laughs> right. Like get out of here. You got bills but to they pay. Have dude. Apple Pay. Oh, they have Apple, Apple Pay. Yeah, dope. So you can have all my information and just stop me from buying anything you want. Like, no. Mm. Oh, get mm. out of here. I experienced that last night. I was gonna buy um a you know just some little little pills, uh, twenty two variety. Um, you know, you know what I'm talking about freedom pills. Yeah, freedom pills to run my. Uh, <laughs> To get vaccinated against communism. There you go. <laughs> That's beautiful. I, I was going to buy like, you know, a thousand of those things and my credit card won't let me do it. And I remembered I had tried to do this before this specific credit card. I don't want to defame all of them right now because I don't remember which um, it's Capital One. Yeah, Capital One. Oh, screw you. We can fame them. They won't let me buy um, guns or ammo. That's. It just, and it doesn't say that explicitly. It just, the transactions don't go through. I'll have to use a different card That's to do that. so dumb. Yeah. 
It's scary. It's terrifying, really. What happens if all the credit cards do that? What are you going to do? My wife hates when I spend money, but she at least will like let me spend it, and then we have an argument. You know what I mean? But like Capital One is just going to have the argument right out of the gate. Like That's dumb. They already decided. Yeah. Oh, this is... What are we, like 12, dude? What is this? It's getting scary. It, this there, is only yeah. the start, dude. Communism sucks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't care. Like, freaking come get me, dude. Like, whatever. You know <laughs> what I First like, one to go. Just, whatever, man. This is so I don't dumb. Live in that world. I hate, I mean, I don't either, but we're here. We're here with it's Windows just... 11. Freaking MacBooks, you got to pay for every little, you, you, you want to turn it on? Oh, you got to pay like another $800 to get the on button. Yeah. Like well, and then the storage too. You got to pay for storage because you want to save a little bit of money on your hard drive. Um, that's another thing, dude. iPhones, you can't upgrade storage. You can't put yep. SD cards in there. Like, what the heck? At least with the Android, like, yeah, I'm like bending the knee to Google, but at least I can update my storage. I can put like signal on it or something, some type of a, you know, messaging service that doesn't just bend over for the feds. Like, I just, oh man, dude. I don't know. I swear I've heard some, quite a few stories of the FBI getting into signal. I'm sure they do. I just, it's just a game of cat and mouse. It, it would be nice, though, if there were additional options for uh, cell phones, you know, somebody else. Because I, I had gone with Apple a while ago because, um, well, first of all, they make amazing phones. All right. The actual form factor of the phone, the physical device is good. It's way better than anything else. Um, and if you get used to how it works, it works pretty damn well. And previously, uh I was impressed by, you remember those uh, San Bernardino shooters? Yeah. They had, it was kind of a test case for privacy. They had iPhones and the FBI went to Apple to ask them to unlock the phones and Apple told them to go pound sand. I'm sure a lot has changed since then, but that really sold me. That and Rush Limbaugh, obviously, because he was a just an Apple aficionado. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I remember that. I remember the San Bernardino thing, but I also remember that uh, a lot of the J6 people, all their stuff got turned over, whether it's AT&T, Verizon, Capital One, like you name it, like everybody just forked everything over. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think a lot changed. It's it's like another step in the wrong direction, and it doesn't seem like it was uh, an accident either, but... Man, yeah. Dude. yeah, I don't know. I, Elon Musk keeps talking about coming out with his uh, his cell phone that's going to work off of his uh, satellite network. That'd be interesting to see because he seems like he's more of a privacy guy. But it's just the more time that goes on, it's almost things that I hear. It seems like he's tied in way too tight with the government to uh, to be talking all this freedom. He's a bit beholden to China, too, which is concerning Mm. to say the least to say the least it's it's hard not to get sucked into that i guess when you're doing the international there's some yelling in the background hold on you want to vamp sorry 
was trying not to get the, there's a lot going on. Hey, did you know? All right. So you were talking about your cat <laughs> and how he can open doors. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Our dog can do the same. What? That's crazy. Yeah. No, he's so, let him out in the backyard and, you know, shut the door and just let him do his business for a while. And he started out by just kind of scratching at the door and whining or barking. And now he just comes in. What? <laughs> yeah. I I was kind of, I need to see it actually happen. Yeah. I've seen it where nobody's around, right? Because like we thought the kids were letting him in originally, but they deny it. And then last night... She let him out. I didn't know he was back there, and I was in the kitchen. And I stepped out, and I walked back in. The kids were all sitting on the couches, and there's the dog with the door open. And I was—I didn't know whether he went out or came in, but he certainly opened the door by himself. That's it's that's happened. pretty amazing. It's yeah. I don't know what's going on. I've never heard of that before, but apparently, <laughs> yeah. Everything's yeah. still going good with that dog, other than him. Learning it at a quick rate. <laughs> yeah, it's no, it's going great. He's uh, a lot healthier now. He was had a bunch of fleas and worms and stuff, and we got him, got him fixed up, and brought him to the vet. And he's uh, been getting lots of baths to get rid of the fleas, so I think they're gone. Nice. And he's looking healthy now. He's Good. gained a little bit of weight. Um, I think he's going to be gigantic, though. I'm kind of worried. Uh. He looks like he's some sort of Bernie's mountain dog. Okay. <laughs> so he could be, depending on the breed and depending on how much he's mixed with other stuff, he could be anywhere from like 80 pounds to, you know, I don't know, 180. <laughs> Solid. Yeah. So how big are his paws? Uh, gigantic. Oh, uh, yeah. He'll be a big boy then. And what, yeah. he just showed up. Yeah, so we went to the house yesterday to spray for bugs, you know, before we move in. We pulled up in the driveway, and there was another dog sitting in the neighbor's driveway. It was another mm-hmm. new house, the sign out front. He was just sitting right in the front of the driveway, and uh, my wife's like, yeah, that's exactly what our dog was doing. And I think it's just a package deal when you buy a house in this neighborhood. You get a, a free dog. I mean, that's pretty <laughs> cool. That's nice. <laughs> oh, man. There's so many strays. Uh, the last time I went there, I counted seven dogs oh, wow. running around on the way there. So it's an interesting that's, area. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. But yeah, things are things are going good. He's getting a little bit more confident, though, and he's starting to bite the children a little bit or just oh. play with them. And not hard bites, play bites. Yeah. You know, but, you know, they're sensitive so right. Patrick's arm is all bruised up now it looks like we abuse him or something <laughs> <laughs> just a puppy I swear <laughs> oh man I went out with my wife like I was just like uh, maybe like a year ago now and uh, I forget what happened uh, she I think she like gave blood or something I don't know something happened where like she had like a bunch of bruises on her arm and like we w- went on to like the grocery store, and there was this lady who just followed us around, like in every oh, aisle. Geez. It was like texting somebody, and she just like glare at me. And it took me a while to figure it out, and then I realized like, oh man, dude, you got bruises like all over your arm. She thinks I like beat you or something. 
That's uh, I don't know. So now if she if she has any markings at all, I just I refuse to go out with her. <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Not people think I beat you. That's. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least it's not like a black eye or something. That's when it gets that is true. Obvious. That is that would be a tough one to. Yeah. I saw a lady a couple weeks ago at the gas station had a big old black eye, and I was like, eesh. Yeah, yeah. that's not a good sign. No, not at all. Yeah. Well. Man, I was all excited because I got a new setup going. I got a desk, and I got fancy like thing that holds the mic for me, so it's right in front of my face. That's cool. Yeah, like it, 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 everything was working out pretty good, except for the whatever. The microphone didn't work, <laughs> <laughs> and then Windows it's... wouldn't work. Jeez. Oh man, that got my heart going a little bit. Yeah, there's That's... I there's got to be a way to go back. I'm sure they make it as difficult as possible, but yeah, I I didn't even request to go to Windows 11. Since when do they give you? But you always had to pay for the next one since when did they, mm. you know what I mean? Just give it to you. I didn't pay right. for it. I don't want it. That is, you know, that's the only reason that I don't have it on my Dell is it told me that it wasn't because it just came in as a regular update. Um, but it, it said that my computer can't run it. Oh, nice. so I don't know what you're the, lucky. Yeah, I guess because I was going to do it. You know, I'm all about updating keeping things up to date and i saw that and i was all bummed out but now after using it uh, i'm very happy very happy that that wasn't possible yeah this is trash i'm not a fan yeah well but actually the last show and probably the one before that i was running everything on my um my macbook because all right so hear me out. It it doesn't have a fan. So when I run everything <laughs> on my Dell, that yeah. fan starts running and it just picks up everything. You can Sorry. hear it in the background. And so that was one thing. Actually, I had been doing that in the past when I was podcasting out in the garage. Mm-hmm. I would take a metal tray, fill it with ice, and then set my laptop on top of that so that it would um, <clears throat> keep it cool. And it actually worked really well, but you know, come on, <laughs> come on, that's a little much to ask, isn't it? Oh man! <laughs> so I can run with the MacBook, and it's quiet, and it just works. And also, editing—it's you know—I shouldn't have been surprised that editing audio would have been way easier using a MacBook. It's the same program, but. It's somehow just easier, more intuitive. So, all right, I'm not completely crapping on Apple, uh, but I, there's some good things about it. But I think it's the right, the right application. You know, if you're going to do any kind of business, you've got to use um, uh, Microsoft and not Windows 11. Definitely not Windows 11. No, this is. This is an affront to humanity. <laughs> it's it's so bad. Wow. Well, that's a 
great start to the show, I guess. Yeah, a little bit of behind the scenes into our uh, frustrations here. <laughs> oh, man. That got me so heated. And I'm just looking at the different stuff now, and I'm getting heated all over again. Just, just stop. Just stop looking at the computer. <laughs> like, what's all this vegetarian propaganda? Like, what, what is this? Is it Bing? Is Bing trying to take over your computer too? I have no idea, but like, it, it says search, so I click that, and then it's just World Vegetarian Day, sixty-five vibrant recipes. Ooh. If none of them have steak, then I'm not interested. I, I, I highly doubt they do. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> This is dumb. This is <laughs> games for me. I don't like what, what, what is this? Yeah. I think they, is it Bing's their search engine, right? I think Microsoft's. so. Yeah. Oh, it is. They Bing. tried to search with AI. Absolutely not to get out of here. What? They had Cortana for a while. Oh, I shut that off as soon as I could. Right. I don't but now it's Bing AI. They're, they advertise the fact that you can use AI to enhance your search. Yeah, I don't. I, I do good enough on my own. <laughs> I don't. I don't need AI. I'm sorry. I know what I'm searching for. Like, what is that going to do for me? <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I need I AI to do a search, then you probably need a better search engine. That's on you, not on me. That's a good point. Because like all, all AI can do is just pull from other sources, which should be what your search engine does anyway. Right. right? So like, mm-hmm. what? I don't know. I don't know. It, it's dumb. I have so I've used Chat GPT, um, but it only goes so far. You know, I'm always looking for it to. You know, I, I try to play around with it to see if it's sentient. You know, the what what you would do. Right. With, a, with an AI, but no, I've actually used it to uh, diagnose problems. I don't know if I've told you about this, but I was having AC issues with my my vehicle a few months ago, and I didn't know it was AC issues because I had gotten it fixed. I had gotten a recharge. I had gotten a new um, compressor, and then the it was there was this rattling going on. I couldn't figure out, but I had actually used ChatGPT to diagnosed the issue and it it came up with three different options and one of them was the correct one so wow. i mean it i could see some application for it going forward it's it's getting there it's right on the cusp i can but, too but also the extinction of humanity is to me not worth it that's very true that's very true just that's not- i yeah it's it's one of those things you just we've talked. I guess we have talked about that before. It's one of those technologies that you just don't really want to want to go wrong. It's like when they were making the bomb originally, yeah. and they were there was significant concern that it could ignite the atmosphere, and yet they they tried it anyways. You know, what if that had gone the other way? And this, you know, there's so many potential downsides to AI overlords just running the world. <laughs> All it takes is one new update, or you know. It may have already happened. You yeah, it's probably what Windows 11 is. It could be. Well, and then the the manipulation. So what it's really good at is uh, creating. Uh, well, what would you say? Writing things. It's really good at writing things. And 
I think I've said this before too, where it seems like a vast majority of the stories out there in the news are written by AI because these journalists are so lazy. Um, so it's almost as if this AI is already, I mean, it's influencing people that way to get stories out there and it doesn't necessarily have its own agenda, but if it did, it's easy to see how it could infiltrate the entire internet and shape uh, public perceptions and thoughts in a way um, that would be beneficial to it or to the person controlling it. And I, I think that's going to be what we're, what we're going to see with AI. I really do. And very soon, if not already, and we just don't notice it. Yeah, I, um, I, I, I've read a few articles that I could tell were AI written. It just seemed more soulless than usual. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. It just and it, no no human like talks the way these articles did. Like I, I forget, there's like certain words and different speech patterns that just did not seem human at all. Yeah, and I just I don't know. But I I mean, most people don't have critical thinking skills and actually think about what they're reading. Mm-hmm. Well, like you just I, read the headlines. Yeah. And I, I don't know if, if you remember, but um, like the legacy media had a big problem with blogs and we're talking about how like clickbaity they were. And uh, they just had like these crazy head, like fantasy headlines. And then the articles were completely different. They mocked it. But now like that's all the media is. It's the mm-hmm. exact same thing that they railed against. Yeah, because it works. It works. You know, that's what you want to do is get clicks. You know, the clicks dictates advertising money or the visits or whatever you want. So everybody's really pushed in that direction. I don't know about you, Gabe, but I want the truth. <laughs> I, don't yeah. want, I don't want to be told what somebody or some computer program thinks I want to hear. I just, I, I want the truth. Me too. Absolutely. I mean, I think, I think anybody would want the truth. But the truth conflicts with uh, the agenda a lot of the times, um, almost all the time, actually. And that's it's what we've been seeing with the government collusion, with uh, these major social media platforms and catering what people see. And I think that's what's going to be the next step is instead of having um, a server farm or a whatever you want to call it, a bunch of people working over in India reading through posts and flagging stuff, you'll just have AI do that and it'll be perfect at it. And it'll be able to do all of them at once with very little overhead. It's going to be a, the next great step in censorship. And that's, that's exactly what they, I mean, and then to the point where it just writes all of the news. <laughs> Maybe we do need an EMP strike or something. You know, shut that's, all uh, this down. Let's be done yeah. with it. Well, it's it's an ongoing battle. It goes back and forth. It's technology to you know the legacy media had a complete stranglehold on what people knew. You know the newspapers, yeah, that's true. Radio, TV, they had a stranglehold until Rush Limbaugh broke into the radio, and there was an alternative voice out there. Um, and then that's slowly just there's been more and more with podcasting 
you've had more of a break and now there's legitimate uh, news sources out there, you know, because you don't have to have this billion dollar setup and a, a freaking office building in New York to run the media anymore. You can do it out of your house with very little overhead. And so that whole system is broken. And now, it, you know, that's a win for freedom, as it were. And now you're going to get the swing back and the crackdown. And we could have seen that. That might have just been the government censorship over the past few years uh, because people got their news from Facebook and Twitter and Google, obviously. So you had the government crackdown on that, basically controlling the information. And yeah, I don't know. It's a pendulum, <clears throat> pendulum going back and forth. It's hard to say where we are in that right now. I don't know. <sighs> Yeah, I don't know either. I, I mean, like you said, we're definitely not not going in the right direction. That's for sure. Yep. Well, do we have anything in the news that's interesting? Man, I've got I've got some things. Unless you just don't want to talk about that. I mean, I might as well. I'm already heated. Uh, one thing that I saw. <laughs> Um, that uh, is humorous. Is like, have you have you seen the articles or heard the story about uh, this? Like, I think he's a congressman who, to stop a vote or delay a vote, pulled a fire alarm. Dang, dude! I had that story lined up. Yeah, oh, did you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, so what he did is he basically. Everything that they're accusing, like the J six people of, he did. Mm-hmm. Like the oh man, what was the what was the wording they used? Uh, I don't know, but basically to paraphrase, he got in the way of of uh, um, got like uh, disrupted the proceedings, mm-hmm. which is what a lot of the J six people are getting charged with. So right. It'll be interesting to see him not get charged with anything at all. He's not. I mean, that's an interesting take. Well, I guess saw his thing, his his apology or whatever. He's like, I hope people don't make more of the, out of this of what it was. And it's like, <laughs> what? You mean the truth? Like you pulling it so? People didn't vote on another stupid spending bill to give Ukraine more money when we're already. Oh man! Isn't that something that people would get in serious trouble for, though? Yes. You know, if you were a kid in school, you'd get expelled for pulling the fire alarm. He worked or... at a school. I just saw an article. I, I, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't. Um, you know, fact check it or whatever. Do my own research on. I read this article. He worked at a school. Where they had exactly that, even stricter than that, is like your second offense of doing it, and you're like expelled. Oh my gosh! You That's are a just... grown man in Congress, meaning you are supposed to be above reproach. You are supposed to be somebody that was elected to be a freaking leader. To like watch out for your constituents, and you're playing like stupid child games, pulling a fire alarm so people can't vote against the thing that you want them to vote for. It's so dumb. These people in yeah. Washington are just idiots, all of them. Just 
just evil, nefarious. I mean, like it's find just that me one tactic. good. Find me one good person <laughs> on either side of the aisle. <laughs> Lauren Bobert, she's vaping in a theater doing. I mean, I've read all kinds of you know. Probably can't say on this family friendly show, but like <laughs> doing stuff with a with a guy who runs drag contests. Mm-hmm. Like what? What is that? Yep, she's all just show. It was all just talk, you know. What is that? It's all talk. On on the other side, you got Ilhan Omar, who comes from a Somalian warlord family, who came here to escape being assassinated, married her brother, thusly committing uh, immigration fraud, runs for Congress, divorces him, marries another dude, has like two, three kids with him, divorces him so she can marry uh, her campaign finance guy, which I think is just to cover up some type of money trail so they can't, mm-hmm. um, uh, what do you call it? Uh, Get uh, them to testify against Testify, thank you. I just, I get too heated and then, I don't know, I start <laughs> losing words. But yeah, yeah, it's a good it's way to like, launder money. It's like, and then 90-whatever-year-old Diane Feinstein just died. I thought she was already dead. <laughs> Yeah, like, d- yeah, wasn't she? Didn't she like fall and like I don't know, break her head or something? Like yeah. something happened. She had stroked out. I don't know. Yeah, she had a health crisis a few months ago, and she was gone for a bit. And then they brought her back and were voting for her. That's so crazy. You know and what happened when my grandma had a health crisis? She got put in a nursing home. Yeah. So people could look out for her, not so she could vote on if we should go to war or not, or if we should keep funding a proxy war. Yeah. Oh. And she's not even voting. Her staff are voting for her. Which you know, should be illegal. It should be. These poli sci majors that, that never got elected, they just moved to Washington to like. Oh, man. There was even I had I had heard somebody say that she even voted after she was dead on a bill. I'm sure things, she did. Well, things changed after COVID. Basically, they you know they didn't want them all in person voting, so they had a, they were allowed to either vote from home, which is completely unconstitutional, or their staff were allowed to vote for them, or Nancy Pelosi was allowed to vote for them. Is what I remember, um, which is just madness. What? I mean, See, that's you can just pick your own proxy at this point. Why not just have a contest where it's like, do you want to vote? Do you want to vote on on what goes on in this country? Then text this number, and you may be selected to be a congressman for a day. Like, let's just do that. Well, there's people out there who want that. They want direct voting via the internet, where everybody gets to vote on these things. Which Jeez. I mean, so, it's it sounds so good. Everybody, you know, that's the problem with um, the change in the nomenclature. You know, we used to be a republic, right? Not that right. long ago, and that changed over time. We're a democracy, a democracy, and we don't. You just got to look back in history and just read what the the founders were writing and what they were looking at. Is direct democracy doesn't work? It's the tyranny of the the majority. 
there's a reason why we just we started off everybody thinks it's rainbows and sunshine to have democracy where everybody's voice is heard well they're not 51% are heard the rest are left completely out it's it's not a good system democracy is not a good system and that's why you have it the power's broken up into the different branches and you have you still have your voice but it's through your representative but there's still um, an overarching, which, you know, it's been corrupted. You have the Senate uh, that was supposed to be there as a stabilizing force against the whims of the, the people, you know, to keep things on a steady course. And that, you know, and that was they were uh, elected by the state representatives. So that it was supposed to be a buffer against direct democracy. And we've done away with that when we uh uh, amended the constitution for direct election of the senators. Now we're basically a direct democracy run by oligarchs. Um, yeah, I, it's it's not a good idea. It's a very bad idea to have direct democracy. When do you when when do you think that switched, or do you think it it, it was like that from the get go? Because a lot of these people in Washington right now, the Richmond, north of Richmond, mm-hmm. do conduct themselves in a way where they feel that, you know, it's in their blood, they, they deserve this, they they are worthy of it, and, and we aren't, we're peasants. Even mm-hmm. even uh, your buddy Dan Crenshaw has said something similar to that. <laughs> My buddy. <laughs> You're in his district, I don't know. Yeah. You know, um, so it's it's just I don't know, and and yes, we did used to be a republic, and and to me, when when they say, "Oh, this is a threat to our democracy," it, it's just a code word. Their democracy mm-hmm. isn't isn't meaning ours as in the American people's democracy. It's meaning theirs as in their power. That's, that's all. That's a it good is. point. That's a good point because it's not. It is their democracy, and it's our republic. So when they say that. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's their little system that they've set up where they remain in power with, you know, they get to decide on their voting districts. They've rigged things so thoroughly that, and when you say it, when it started, I really think that once you get dynasties, family dynasties, once a country reaches a certain age, you just get this built in patrician class that thinks and does in effect run everything. And that takes, you know, some generations to build up that wealth and those connections. Um, whereas you don't necessarily have that with a new country. And then yeah. the seeding of the the authority with the the Congress, the Congress has gotten run over. And they, they're supposed to be the democracy part of our system, right? They're elected by the the people of their districts. They're supposed to go there and they have the ultimate authority. Supposedly, they did have the ultimate authority, which was to the power of the purse to decide what gets spent, where it gets spent and how it gets spent. And that was the ultimate check on power, because if there's not the money to spend, there's no power. But that's been corrupted with the administrative state over the years and Congress ceding its authority to these bureaucracies. They basically they allow um like the EPA to just pass laws. The EPA can pass laws now that don't have to be signed off on con- by Congress 
and Congress is passing these budgets that aren't written by any of them, which is what it was supposed to be. It was supposed to be written by them, approved by them, signed off by them, um, and then administered by the presidency. But and the, the Senate was there just to check things in case it got too wild. You know, they they could stop they could stop a spending bill, but they couldn't propose one. And now you just have the administrative state and all of these um, nonprofits and these lobbyists and these large corporations writing the law, and the Senate is there as a rubber stamp. I mean, that's what wasn't it? Janet, Janet Yellen saying the Senate or the the Congress just has to do its job. I think it was her in reference to some spending bill, but they just have to, their job is the rubber stamp. You know, they don't really have any real, they don't have any real authority because they don't read these, you know, thousands, thousands of pages, these spending bills, they don't read it. They don't really decide on it. Um, so our, our system is, it is an oligarchy right now. Like we're living in an oligarchy controlled by these certain families and these uh, essentially big business, I think, is what it comes down to. These large corporations are what's behind a lot of the, the laws that gets passed. Do you think that that's a design flaw in capitalism? It could be. It, it certainly could be. I don't think anybody envisioned... Uh, corporations becoming so large and powerful um yeah it is that is a good point because money is so fungible and with the internet you can buy uh like blackrock you can buy a significant portion of uh a bunch of different companies right yeah and just become i mean some of these corporations are much more powerful than any country historically has ever been. I think after I asked that quite asked you that question, I, I started thinking that, and I think it's more, I think it is a bit of a design flaw in capitalism, but I also think it's, it's laziness on behalf of the American people. Yeah, the American people and Congress, by you know extent, because well, that's what I mean. Because um, it's like if you read Rules for Radicals, one of the one of the big things uh, that he talks about in there is um, to basically buy up a bunch of, and this is on a small scale. But you mentioning BlackRock made me think of it. Um, but basically, to be an activist type of thing like that or do you usurp um you get like a bunch of people organizing get a bunch of people to buy up you know shares and then you can elect somebody to be a proxy vote in the board meeting and you infiltrate the boards like that and i mean i've read countless books on communist infiltration of america in like the 50s the 40s the 30s you know Mm -hmm. um and uh um like we've known about this and we, and we just like, we let it happen. You know, people like uh, McCarthy, when he's yeah. calling people out, like that dude had like a near flawless track record for, you know, the, the people he called out as commies turned out to be communists. 
Mm-hmm. But he was, you know, this is before he was a character assassinated. Basically, yeah. This is you know, you know, like what you said before. You know, where the, the legacy media had a stranglehold on on news, and he was painted as a drunkard and and going on a witch hunt. Mm-hmm. And, and meanwhile, it was it was all true, and yeah, that was, was probably <laughs> that's where we should have set the line. Yeah, is we should have drawn a line and said, you know, but it goes against the idea of America where you're allowed to have your own opinions, you know, free speech, free expression. So that might have led down the wrong road as well. But the thing about freedom, it's the fundamental flaw in a system, not just capitalism, but the whole system is it's you're allowed to be nefarious. You're allowed to push the limits in in the wrong direction you know it's okay you're free to be evil essentially you're free to do things that you probably shouldn't and that's where that morality thing comes in that the founders were talking about is this system will work as long as the people are moral (laughs) but when you get when you get infiltrators from you know soviet russia and you're changing what it means to be moral, you're changing people's ideas. What is that uh, Beznamov or whatever, that ex-KGB uh, guy? Yuri Bezmanov? Yeah, something like that, yeah. He was saying about uh, changing the, what was it, the moral character? Yeah. Um, what, what was the term that he used? I can't remember, but I know what you're talking about. But that's that's what they were going after. That's what our enemies were going after is the the moral character of the citizenry. Because when you break that, the system allows you the freedom to just destroy it. And that's that's why you get these, you know, these gigantic corporations. They're you know, they're not being moral. <laughs> and it's not mm, uh, there's a deeper thought to this, I guess. I'm trying to collect myself, but <laughs> I mean, even but like the politicians aren't being moral either. I mean, they pass. Again, I live in in Minnesota, and I mean, just the laws that they pass are just like. I mean, who does this serve? Who does this help? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, it's legal in several states to be able to like steal. It's they give you government funded needles to shoot up and and like who's this helping? So like, that's it, that's that's it, right? It's we've talked about this. We we beat around this whole issue so many times. It's it's who's who's morality, <laughs> right? Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's that's an absence of morality. This mm-hmm. whole do without will to this Alistair Crowley bull crap is you know i mean oh man dude yeah and this i mentioned it sorry i'm no go Go it's hard for me to stop when i get when i get this train going um but uh you know i mentioned it before but i mean it's this is really this this is what happens when you remove god from society mm-hmm. and I, it's, I'm sorry, but that will never be able to be argued uh, with to me because 
once that was stamped off on and we removed God from American and Western society, I would argue that it is almost a direct correlation to the moral degradation that we see Mm -hmm. today because no one's accountable to anyone. There's no higher power. Um, You know, what's popular today is all this self-love. And I mean, that's why you have all these people that are, I mean, mental health is on a drastic upswing as far as, you know, suicide rates, as far as um, people suffering from mental health. And why is that? Because we're not teaching people that there's a right and a wrong. There Mm -hmm. is an inherent morality to things. And we, you are the main character in everything and it's not your fault. It is society that is doing these things to you. It's, it's white supremacy, white nationalism. It's, all these things, uh, cis white men, I don't know, whatever they call them these days. Like, you know what I mean? It, mm-hmm. These, these f- fabled boogeymen that are, are the cause of all your problems, and it's not your fault. And people, once they, like, they don't know how to function anymore. There's no, you know, because they have no sense of right and wrong, other than what the media tells them, they, they, they just don't know how to proceed with things. Mm-hmm. And it, it's, I mean, it's, it's ludicrous. And when your God is the government, then obviously it's not going to go well for you. It's going to be a hard time for you. And mm-hmm. I mean, even to a lesser extent, when, when uh, material possessions are your God, that's not going to go well for you because what's going to happen when you got that new car or you got that big TV or you got the latest crappy iPhone or MacBook that you need to pay extra for basic functions, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's going to be empty and mm-hmm. you're going to have to go on to the next thing. And it's just, there is no replacement for God. And I'm sorry for any listeners or whatever who, who don't want to hear it, but, but I mean, it's just the truth. And if you bring God back into it, it it will turn things around. Yeah, it will. And I think kind of the underlying uh, deal with that is just uh, something to compare yourself to, right? You need need to be able to compare yourself to something. If you're comparing yourself to your favorite pop star or people on TikTok or whatever, it's... It's a, it's a morally bankrupt comparison, you know? Yeah. It's, it's, you're comparing yourself to somebody who has more expensive and nicer possessions than you, and you're going to feel dead inside. It's, you know, you need something that's better than anything, you know, anything fallible to compare yourself to so that you're constantly striving to improve yourself. And, um, there's something about the government there. Oh, it's what you, it's what you can get away with is what it yeah. seems our society has devolved into. There's not, we don't have a, we're, most people are not comparing themselves to a perfect standard. They're just striving to do whatever they can 
even if it's hurting other people just to get ahead. Yeah. It's almost just like seeing how far they can dip their toe into the, the pool of hedonism without becoming just a full on scumbag. Yeah. You just, you have to do as much as you can without getting thrown in prison. Yeah. It's we're, we're reverting back to some sort of animalistic uh, nature. You know, that's what would happen out there in the wild, especially if it wasn't members of your tribe, if it was members of other tribes, it's you do whatever you can get away with without getting really spanked hard, thrown in prison or killed just to get ahead in any way you can. It's interesting. No, no, I got another point about the, the giant corporations being kind of subcultures within our culture. They're almost like other, uh, countries with their own sovereignty and their own rules and their own culture that exist within our larger culture. And they're fracturing apart um, the, the larger supposedly shared culture that we don't really have anymore, but sort that was the last part. We're basically just run by a bunch of proxy, like satellite nations of corporations. Yeah, exactly. And they all have their, and they're, they're having a civil war, basically. And so, of course, you know, there'd be no mm-hmm. unity. They're dividing country. up, <laughs> they're dividing up the wealth and yeah. they're dividing up the minds and attentions of the, uh, the citizens. It's, I mean, if you want to go back to kind of the religious, ancient religions aspect of it, it's, it's almost like we're being invaded by different cultures yeah their and their ideas and it's it's tribalizing us um and they're just raking in our attention and our wealth and they have no morals whatsoever yeah the uh the thing you mentioned about uh re- reverting back to like a primal state um is incredibly interesting to me because um i mean whether it's politics or you know, what have you, I mean, even just now with like the, oh, you're against, you know, a four-year-old getting trans surgery. Um, therefore you must hate trans people and you must want them dead. And then you start, um, just blowing things out of proportion. Like, oh, trans people are getting drugged around the streets and getting killed on every day. And just like all this stuff that's just simply not true. And somewhere along the way, Society has told us that you need a full sale condone everything that someone does in order to love them, Mm. which is insane because when you love someone, you call them out. When you love someone, you want what's best for them. And if you see them going down a path like, hey, man, maybe don't do heroin. Mm hmm. Because I love you and that will suck for you. Right. You know? That's but a like, good point. But no, it's, we, we've lost even something as basic as what what is love? You know? And it, it is it just society is just, it, it's empty. And there's a mad dash to see who can fill the void. And it's yeah. just man it's it's awful now i'm bummed out <clears throat> like so i just went to um um 
a Christian concert last night. Okay. And it, it it's it's infiltrated all aspects. This hedonistic garbage uh, has infiltrated that. It's infiltrated the modern church. Um, and th- I brought up the concert because, he, surprisingly, he actually spoke against things like the prosperity gospel and um, kind of like modern Christianity, Western Christianity, mm-hmm. um, because it's not the way it was intended to be. Right. And for those that don't know what the prosperity gospel is, it's basically taken um, this religion that uh, basically uh, just requires you to accept that Jesus is the son of God and be a decent person. It's devolved it into this self-help program. It's almost like multi-level marketing, really. That's exactly what it is. Where you could just, oh, you want to be rich? God will make you rich. Never mind, it says in the Bible that it's easier, like, if you're rich, it's easier to for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than for you to get into heaven. Mm-hmm. It also says in the Bible, uh, it talks about, like, this rich dude who went up to Jesus, like, hey, I want to go to heaven. And he's like, cool, sell your possessions and follow me. Mm-hmm. He's like, ah, what about I keep everything and follow you? <laughs> and he's like, nah, sell it. And he wouldn't do it. <laughs> That's the ultimate hippie move right there. <laughs> I yeah. love it. So, and I mean, to me, it's just like the, the more the more I read the Bible, it's just much to the chagrin of my wife. But like, I mean, what is money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, That's like just, money's meaningless to me personally. Money is yeah. meaningless. Like I don't want to be rich. I don't. I don't. I don't need money. I don't. You know, that might be stupid because, like, oh, you gotta go get groceries or you gotta, you know, pay your mortgage or whatever. But like, so yes, I need money. But like, you know, at this point, it's just, especially in America, you know, it's money is just an agreement that we say that you owe us this amount of credits. So we're just going to transfer that amount of credits over from your mm-hmm. little pool of credits. I don't see anything usually. Cause like, you know, unless if you go to the ATM, you don't carry cash. And even if you did, it's, it's not backed by anything. It's just a piece of paper. It's a promissory note. It's an IOU saying mm-hmm. that we both agree that this piece of paper is good for, you know, 20 credits or 100 credits. Yeah. And it's just like, I mean, it's, it's like, what is, what is money? What is, in this in this day and age, in this society where, like, everything is so degraded and just so morally bankrupt and, and gross, I mean, just, man, I don't, I do, like, I just, I don't want to participate. Yeah. I, you know, I'm with you, too, is... And the fact that our government is actively destroying the faith in the money, too, by printing so much. It's I, I go back to the Ayn Rand. There's a John Galt speech, I think, about money that 
it's this is what you know money used to be is it used to be a promise that you have done and i'm butchering the actual quote but this is the sentiment of it is that you have done your hardest and best effort to earn that dollar that you're giving in exchange for whatever that other person has done their best effort to produce so it's a promise of virtue and hard work essentially it's you know i earned this dollar by doing something to the best of my ability putting my time and my life into it um, or my intellectual capabilities and this is the best i have to offer and i'm going to give it for the best that you have to offer it was you know there's something to that that's uh quite nice to think about and it's devolved into something where well i scammed my employer out of this and i you know stole this money by screwing somebody else over and the government is inflating it so it becomes worse you know worth less every day it's devolved into this mockery of that original idea of exchanging your best effort for something else you know i'm gonna buy your crappy laptop you know (laughs) with your crappy software and by the way i don't have a choice you're gonna draft my bank account every month for this crappier and crappier product and so it's the people who genuinely work for their money and put their best effort into it who are the suckers that's what's happening it's that's that song that Richmond song it's that's legitimately you're working hard for your money and it's just a joke it's a monopoly ticket to everybody else that's gotta that's that's the problem right now and that's that's what I mean by by I no longer want to participate and mm-hmm. I I mean it's been somewhat recent but I'm bring it back to the Bible again. But when it says that it, when uh, Jesus was getting tempted by Satan and Satan is like, took him up on the, the mountaintop and showed him, you know, all these cities and kingdoms and was like, this is mine and I'll give it all to you if you basically don't do what you're about to do. Mm-hmm. And Jesus' response was, what good, I'm going to butcher this too, but uh, basically says, you know, what what good are all the riches of the world if you basically sell your soul? Mm. And to me, it's just, you know, if you're not a good person, if you don't treat people with love, for me, again, I'm a, I'm a believer. So, you know, if, if I don't follow the words of Jesus, you know, what good is you know, millions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Like what good does that actually do? Yeah. Sure. I get my house paid off, but then, you know, what good is that? <laughs> yeah. You know, like in, in the short term, while I'm here on planet earth for however much longer I am. Yeah, sure. It's great. But I also happen to believe in, in an afterlife and at this point in my life, I would much rather uh, get my bank account up there 
a little bit fatter, you know? So it's, I don't know, man. Um, I feel this is kind of dark and I feel it's kind of bleak, but, uh, I don't know. That's just how I feel. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on that. It just, you know, everything feels so corrupt. It's like, what, where do you go? What do you do? What, what can you do to simplify things and try to not participate in the system? It's just, I guess you gotta try not to be in debt and just try to simplify your life so that you can live, live within your means and not be beholden to the system. Yeah. That's the only thing I can really think about. And then just prioritize your life as to not be out there trying to make money, you know, not participating and just focusing on the things that are really important and trying to help other people, I guess, as best you can. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, um, It's hard because, you know, even if you do, um, whether it's Christianity or I guess whatever, um, you know, you follow a religion, a higher power. Um, it's hard because, you know, this, this stuff has infiltrated everywhere. And even to the point, um, I was, there's this, uh, like, I think he's like Eastern Orthodox uh, minister I follow on on Instagram. I sound like so dumb saying I'm on Instagram, but <laughs> um, I didn't um, think about it until you. <laughs> I just I hate it. I hate saying that. Like I I don't know. I have it so people can send me funny videos, and I don't know. Anyways. Um, so I follow this guy, and I mean he he's he's pretty legit. I think he's from uh, I think he's Syrian actually, hmm. and uh, he he speaks against a lot of this uh, stuff that we're talking about. And I tend to like uh, read the comments under the videos just to kind of see gauge I guess you know what people are thinking, what people are saying about that type of thing. And it was interesting to me because there's one uh, lady who wrote like a manifesto for a comment of just saying she agreed with the video and then saying that, um, um, you know, just going off about Trump. Mm-hmm. And I mean, say what you will about the dude, but like Trump is just broken so many people yes on both sides he's mm-hmm. created a cult on the right and he has just broken the brains of the left mm-hmm. and that to me is is both from a from an american standpoint to me is wrong and from a religious standpoint is wrong i mean you know like i'm an american and i'm a christian so, you know, this Republican Democrat thing, it, it means nothing to me. Mm-hmm. You know, what's good for this country? What's, what's good to further the kingdom of, of, of Jesus? 
you know, and, you know, I, I think communism is not so, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm against that, but to think just for there to be somebody, you know, like, Oh, I don't like, uh, Mike Pence because he's a Republican. So I'm just, I'm just going to vote against him. Well, I mean, no, I mean, let's, let's see, you know, why I don't like him and, and find somebody I do like, you know what I mean? It right. shouldn't matter, you know, if, if there's a Democrat who says, I hate communism, I hate the World Economic Forum, I think mm-hmm. we need to, you know, get this country on a uh, back on a moral basis, mm-hmm. I would vote for them. If there was a Republican that said those things, I would vote for them. So who fits that bill? Absolutely no one. Um, Which is why I don't usually vote. The Vec says those things, though. And uh, Tulsi Gabbard's not running, but she's almost saying those things. Not the morality part, but... Um, Both also, future leaders ooh, of the World Economic Forum. Kennedy. Kennedy is uh, saying those things, and he's talking about morality. He's also a Kennedy. And he's also a big global warming dude, too. Yeah, so... I'm going to amend my statement. You have to do more than just say it. You have to actually believe it and mean it. Yeah. So, I mean, but then we're looking for a a savior, basically. Well, and that's what I mean. Like, there's no no one person that is going to save this country or save this world. Right. That's already been done. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, again, all you have to do is accept it. Acknowledge it, repent, and take this free gift. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't it's, know. it's heavy, but it's good. Good advice. It's Sunday. I had to preach a little bit. Yeah, can't can't <laughs> be looking for a savior, especially in politics. <laughs> no, and that's yeah, yeah man. Like this is. I don't know. When Trump first ran, I thought he was funny. I liked him because he just, he talked trash. Didn't think it was real. Mm-hmm. And then he made it in. And I was like, whoa, all right. And then the country was clicking along. And then just watching just the, I don't know, ferocity that uh, he was attacked and demonized in the media and by Republicans and Democrats alike was like, whoa, you know, and it kind of got me on, you know, looking into things and, you know, like it, mm-hmm. something seemed different about it, but, you know, he's also very uh, obviously egotistical. Mm-hmm. Um, he's fairly morally bankrupt. Um, yeah. You know, so it's like, I don't know, man. Um, I'm I'm just, I'm tired of like this lesser of two evils thing. Because you're still voting for evil. That's, that's true. That's true. That's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know how evil he really is, but. No, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying he's evil but like 
I think he's a he's so I'm really thinking if he um if he gets elected or he gets in there, I think it's the final nail in the the system. I think they they're going to have to I mean they've already almost every system that we've had some sort of faith in or a lot of American people have had faith in has shown their true colors as just being just liars and just <laughs> evil and to you know put it frankly oh, damn it I said it I hate that hate when people say frankly it's like the the zeitgeist <laughs> thing to say now and it's seeped into my brain but um i think he's a mirror to the culture and i really think that if he gets in there we're gonna see it come crumbling down and i don't know that seems like something that might need to happen you know rather than just yeah. to let it drag along and become increasingly more pervasive behind the scenes seems like the uh the country needs something right now to to change course dramatically and the, the it's not going to happen by a savior necessarily like trump's not going to save the day but i think the the optics and what we're going to see happen when he gets elected is going to really open the eyes of a lot of people and they're going to demand that these systems they've had faith in change. And that's where everything comes from. It really comes from the ground up, you would hope. Um, yeah. If everybody's on the same page. And I really think what's going to happen to him when he gets elected is going to put everybody on the same page or a lot of people on the same page. And that's, that's why I want to see him in there. It's not that I like the guy. It's not that... I think he's awesome. I, I just think he's like the the antithesis of all of these evil people in there, and he's willing to fight it. Yeah. So, And I'm not saying he's going to win. He's going to change nothing. But what they end up doing to him is going to change people's minds about the system. Yeah, good point. But I'd agree with that. Yeah, that's kind of where I am right now. We'll see if he even gets there, but <laughs> he's got a long way to go. Dude, I have to throw this little story in here at the end with, I saw this and it's just kind of made me laugh, but so it's, it's in CNN of all places, but um, the headline is Feinstein's body accompanied by Pelosi arrives in California on a plane from the president's military fleet. I read that and I was like, wait a minute, Pelosi's dead too. <laughs> <laughs> are they just, oh man is that some subtle jab is she next she sure seems like it most of them seem like they're the walking dead you know <laughs> i wonder Zombie how much McConnell longer up there i wonder how much longer pelosi has can't be too much longer oh it's sad i don't want to see him up there just Spending their last days in a wheelchair, having somebody else vote for them. It's just stumbling it's just, through press conferences and just, yeah, it's hard to watch, man. It's so hard to watch. And that's part of the thing that needs to change too is it's just a show. It's obviously a show. And that's really, that's really what's opened my eyes to it 
um, so it's, everything's just so fake and like doesn't matter. <laughs> we can get Fetterman, we can get dead people uh, voted in, and like it, it, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. Some yeah. kid with a poli sci degree from Princeton is like working with Vanguard and BlackRock and Big Pharma and writing up bills that just are designed to kick the peasants in the gut. Mm. And it's just. That's what I'm saying. I think it's as much, you know, I've been like rock solid conservative my whole life, but my eyes have just been opened. And I don't think, I don't think we should let the corporations have free reign. And I don't know if that looks like government. I don't think the government should be involved in that, but we've just got to, there's got to be a different solution. Cause I think, I really think they're, they are essentially running the government. Yeah. They really are. How do you think, where's the money for these political campaigns coming from? And you look at, ah, these senators are so corrupt. How do they get all this money? And it's, well, where's the money coming from? <laughs> yeah. I just read an article about uh, Feinstein. Like her kids are like trying to figure out what to do with like hundreds of millions of dollars worth of like real estate and private planes and all that stuff. And it's like, yeah, she's been in there since, you know, we founded the country, but like that's a <laughs> lot of money. You know yeah. what I mean? It's just. I- yeah. And how are the American people just so, you know, head in the sand that they don't think like you are, you're supposed to be a public servant making what it's somewhere in the six figures, right? For uh Senate, I think 200 K 200 K and you're Isn't sitting she with a senator. Like, yeah. Yeah. She was a senator. Yeah. <laughs> I feel stupid for saying that. I knew she was a senator, but I just was second-guessing myself. Never second-guess yourself. I know. Just go with the gut always. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, 200K a year, and you have a $90 million plane? Yeah. What? And just the American people don't, like, I don't care. Like, that's what I mean. It's like, I don't care what letters at the end of your name. Like, that's wrong. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's their you know it's an oligarchy and it's it's the senators and the um, the gigantic corporations that are running this country. But got that you just I keep going back to that uh, Dan Carlin's um, death throes of the republic. It's yeah. it's such it's so good it's such you know it's worth a listen. Absolutely. Oh man, yeah. did I was I, did I tell you that the. I think I, the Grocky brothers. Um, oh, no. Yeah, that's that's at the beginning of that. It kind of lays out the Grocky brothers, but okay. if you want a parallel to the Kennedys, you should check that out. Or just like right. Wikipedia, the the Grocky brothers. Okay. Hey, kids are screaming in the background. I don't think I can take that. that out. But that and the the cattling conspiracy. If you want to look at parallels between. Jan 6th and Trump. All right. The, the Catalan conspiracy. That's the first couple episodes. Anyhow, I think are we, 
we wrap it up for the day? Yeah, uh, I just want to close by saying uh, the solution is turning to Jesus. That's a good. That's a good message, man. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Can't go wrong with that. No. All People, right. Well, this world, this country needs Jesus, and that and that's the only way uh, to stop this. To um, even if it doesn't stop, to at least be on the winning side. Can't disagree with that. Jesus. Can't disagree with you on that. That's a perfect way to end it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. right, (laughs) See you next week, everybody. See ya. podcasts and waste of time get out of here get out of here people you're wasting your life